The following podcast is a W2M Network partnership production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. You are now listening to The Football Five, only on the W2M Network. All right, welcome to The Football Five alongside Eric Watkins, Josh Laurie, and today joining us, our former co-host, Rachel McCrigger. We're glad to have her back. I'm Stephen Err. So as we do every week here on The Football Five, we're going to go over the final scores from the week that was. Thursday night, the Panthers beat the Saints 23-20. Sunday, Bills beat the Bengals 16-12. The Stellars beat the Browns 24-9. How about them Cowboys? Beat the Ravens 27-7. The Lions beat the Jaguars 26-19. Well, one sec. My thing's messed up here. Okay, here we go. Colts beat the Titans 24-17. The Bucks beat the Chiefs in Kansas City 19-17. Did not see that coming. Minnesota ends its four-game losing streak in a 30-24 win over Arizona. The G-Man. Beat the Bears 22-16. The Dolphins win their fifth straight game over Jared Goff and the Rams 14-10. Patriots get back on track with the 30-17 win over San Francisco. Seahawks beat the Eagles 26-15. Redskins hand the Packers their fourth straight loss with a 42-24 win on Sunday night. And Monday night, Abba, beat the Texans 27-20. So, first takeaway for the show. My Dallas Cowboys, and I'm trying not, I will try not to be biased here, but my Dallas Cowboys, they are, they are just unstoppable. If Terrence Williams got out of bounds week one against the Giants, we would be 7, no, we would be 10 and 0. We would and, be 10 and 0. And the rest of the NFL watching world would want to blow their brains out because <laughs> there is one thing that is more obnoxious than a Patriots fan. And that's a Cowboys fan when the Cowboys oh, are boy. actually good. <laughs> and thank God we've had a 15-year break from that. It's very good to be back. I'm so happy my team is 9-1 with two, led by two rookies. Dak Prescott, a quarterback, Ezekiel, a running back. One of them's going to win the MVP. We just don't know who yet. But yes, as I said, the Cowboys, they're, right now, they, they're unstoppable. Yeah, you, 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 everybody could say, oh, they didn't beat anybody. You know, they beat... Beat the, beat the Bears and the 49ers. Big whoop. Yeah, but they also beat the Steelers. I didn't give them the chance in that game. Definitely gave them a chance against the Bengals. We won in Green Bay for the first time in eight years. I mean, the Cowboys are doing things they haven't done in the longest time this year. And honestly, I don't even think the Patriots can beat us this this year. This is not uh, shut your mouth. Geez, that hold on now. Hold on. Don't that go that is just blasphemy, okay? <laughs> We all know that the evil wizard Belichick with his hoodie and whatever voodoo magic he has would find some way to beat you guys. And not to mention it, everybody's it, it, taking their turn with Green Bay at this point. So. It's not voodoo magic. He has a direct phone line to Satan. Let's get that clear, people. Okay? And no, also, no. Steven. He doesn't have enough personality for Satan. Come on. 
But that's what makes it perfect. The fact that he is so low maintenance, and then when it's time to go, he's like, hey, Bill, yeah, we're done. Come on. But, Steven, remember the epic flow chart of fandom. The Cowboys are the fastest because when you're picking out a team to root for, you automatically assume everybody probably hates you anyway. One step, you're done. Yes, the Cowboys are on their longest streak in franchise history. Yes, things that have been done for this franchise have not been done since 1977. But, and I'm going to use the friendlier version of my normal saying here, calm yourself down. Honestly, it's better to be 9-1 and and think about it. Would you want to go into the playoffs potentially on a 15-game win streak, putting even more pressure on Dak Prescott, on Ezekiel Elliott, who's on pace to break Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record, and on that offensive line, who for only the third time in the past decade has been playing out of their mind? Or would you want to take this win streak, but then have an extra bump or two in the road to help further everybody on the offense going into where it really counts and where the Cowboys have done next to nothing. Wow. Coming in. I got to go in inquiring minds. <laughs> I mean, personally, this is what they're looking at. I would rather them bumps and scrapes 12 and four or 13 and three like they did under Wade Phillips and then go into the playoffs and see what happens and we all remember what happened I want to say that was back in 2011 so eh, Steven it's on you being the resident cowboy fan come at me <laughs> from what I've seen from the Patriots this they yeah they're blowing teams out okay that's what they do every year but they've they've struggled a lot this season Despite blowing out all these teams, Tom Brady's been hit a lot. That offensive line has it's been lackluster since last year, and they haven't changed it yet. Now they're getting rid of the best defensive players. The defense is slacking a little bit. You see that when they play the Niners. I mean, come on. They, they struggle against the Niners. Who struggles against the Niners? Give me a break. I mean, to be fair, we're not looking at any NFL team that's being – Dominant, like you look at them and it's like, who who's going to? Wait, knock didn't them the Cowboys I mean, struggle against the Niners? That was about to be my point. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, you know. Like that, no, Sean, you're entirely right. Like I said, that was about to be my point. I just was trying to bring some theater to this. All right, you, you got me there. We just struggled against the Niners, but we came back. We we finished strong. Look, nobody's happier about the Cowboys than I am. I just don't want to get way too excited because, just like what Eric said, it's not like you. Can, it's not guaranteed that just because you're fifteen and one, you don't run into the buzz saw that the Seahawks can be in the playoffs, and that all goes down the drain. Also, so. another thing to remember: you guys don't have that big of a lead in the division because yeah. you lost that first game to the G-Men. They just need to beat you one more time this season, and they would win to be in the driver's seat for that division crown. And this Thanksgiving game is going to be huge, too. I was just about to say, the Redskins all of a sudden at 6-3-1, knowing that they're nipping on the Giants' tails? (laughs) Mr. Mr. You Like That, now become Mr. How Do You Like Me Now? 
as much as I don't like the man, you've got to give him credit for being no, able no, to you don't. Man. He's a okay? bit dangerous. No, no, Kirk Cousins is a scammer, okay? He is a scammer right up there with Donald Trump and Joanne the Scammer, okay? They are an iconic trio of scammers. He knows that, and he's going to be laughing to the bank when he gets overpaid to quarterback the Jets next year. Let me tell you something. I love Kirk Cousins. He's the best. He's an unbelievable quarterback. He's very big league. Believe me. That is something I'm going to have to purge from my ears. That was... Wow. Oh, my God. That was... I so never good. want to hear that again. I'm speechless. I'm that is so good. You're the, you're the second person that has told me to never do that again. So I must be doing something right. You're welcome out there. That is Dang, I liked it. What the heck? I thought it was good. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. I just I even, don't I ever want perfect the hand motions too. I just never want Trump to do anything with the with professional football ever again. If he had spring football with Herschel Walker fail, that man can make anything fail. Oh, well, that's because he drove it into the ground. But that's a rant for another day. Trust me, I have a long-standing beef with how that happened. <laughs> All right, so you guys want to talk about how the Cowboys have a small – not it's not a small lead, it's a two-game lead, and there's only a few weeks left in the season. And you want to talk about how the Redskins can catch up to them and all this stuff. Well, let's, let's look back at this year. Week two, we go to Washington. We beat the Redskins because Larry Church makes a clutch interception in the end zone. Then uh, the running back, I forget his name, not Zeke. Alfred Morris does his thing. We score a game-winning touchdown. In that game, Dak had yet to learn to throw the deep pass. Now that he's doing that every game. There's no way we're not we're not losing on Thursday to the Redskins. I'm going to drill yeah, my front up. Figure out how to throw deep passes too, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> we got a great secondary, Sean. We come on. I'm going to drill my front casserole. I'm going to drill my Cowboys. I'm really scared about that secondary. Yeah, yet you're also forget that you're also facing Josh Norman, and the Redskins have finally figured out how to play him and get the right receiving matchups. I mean, they might have to resort to going back to the more dink and dunk, and Cole Beasley's going to step up again. So the little that, slot passes. Also, you've got to remember, we're talking about a rookie quarterback in Zeke, and I mean in Dak, and he hasn't had that one game every rookie quarterback does, which reminds you why they're a rookie and why it was a debate whether he would start or Tony Romo when Tony was back healthy. All right, Josh Norris is impressive. I give him that. But depending on who he covers, he's going to get burnt on Thursday. Let me tell you that right now. And then the next mm. game in Minnesota against Sam Bradford. We all know Sam Bradford's not an NFL quarterback. He's, he's, he's just not that quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. We all know that. The Giants in MetLife – we lost it on by one point because Terrence Williams couldn't run out of bounds. Now we're 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 a better team, we're a more experienced team. We're taking it in MetLife. Tampa, uh, okay, I'll be a little scared. They beat the Chiefs. Chiefs don't lose at home, so that that will worries me a little bit. Detroit's very good, but I feel like we could take them after Christmas. And we beat Carson Wentz. He's struggling now. We're going to Philadelphia. Finish off the season strong. Worst fourteen to two. I, I think you're totally not really paying attention to the Sam Bradford thing. He's actually playing pretty well for having a terrible offensive line. No running game. I'm just just saying that it's not his fault that the Vikings have lost games. 
Yet how many people got on me for saying that he was a serviceable quarterback? God, it feels good to be vindicated. I wouldn't say you've been vindicated because he's still playing quality football. He's, he's just, playing his best season of his career, honestly. Yeah, he, he's you got to yeah, remember he's, he was the number yeah, one. Yeah, sure. He's playing his best player. He's playing the best his best season. They're still what six and four, seven and four. He, honest, but like like Sean just said, he's doing a lot with the little that he has to work with. Like yes, football <clears throat> f- football isn't just the quarterback. Basketball isn't. Dak would not be as good as he is Dodgers. if he didn't have Zeke. Exactly. Okay, trade. Okay, especially to you, Stephen. Who would admit? Who would you rather have at running back right now? Ezekiel Elliott or Matt Asiata? Well, well, first of all, I don't know who the hell Matt Asiata is. It sounds like he's, he with, the, he's with the Vikings. <laughs> Eric, Eric, you lost me with that analogy. You that sounds like you one had of those Wildcats until until you try to make a point. Okay, yeah, of course you'd rather have Dak Prescott. Over the running back who's been replacing Ethan Adrian Peterson for the Vikings, and yes, there are a lot of things that have aided the Vikings. I mean, that have aided the Cowboys in their hell. Success, there's talk also, of the whole offensive line for the Cowboys getting MVP right now. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, as of course, well as they should. As well as they should. But you can't negate everything that has been done by the. By Matthew and Stafford. Since, no, sorry, not Matthew. Since Stafford. we have Josh and Rachel on, and they were right. Josh was on obviously last week. It was just me, Eric, and Dylan. Let's let's talk about that Steelers game, huh? Because oh, I bet you you guys no, are gonna no, be like, no, we're not oh, I can only do so. Wait, why are we talking about last week? Wait, 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 wait. I'm wait, not here wait. to talk about well, the past. I'm here to talk about the present and future. Okay. No, because you guys are gonna say, oh, Big Ben was banged up and all this stuff. No, you guys I'm not got lucky or whatever. That. Our defense couldn't tackle anybody, okay? Our defense couldn't stop poo-poo, okay? It was bad. It was terrible. It was a travesty, and somewhere Chuck Noll was rolling in his grave during that game. And it also doesn't help that their offense is basically in shambles. Like, I mean, Big Ben isn't the only problem that the, the Steelers lost that game. I mean, Sammy Coates has been playing with, like, a half, half a mangled hand all season. And Marcus Wheaton's out. They've got, like, Antonio Brown, as great as he is, he's getting double teamed, so he's not an option. And the tight ends are are next to doing nothing. Like, yeah. seeing, seeing David Johnson catch that two-point conversion against the Browns was, I think, the first time in a while I've seen a tight end actually, you know, do something. Wait, Dave, do we have a David Johnson on our team? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you, you, you know, that pretty much says, that sums it up right there. Yep, basically. Sean, you're a Cowboys fan, aren't you? Yes. All right, so I'm saying they go 15-1, and one and we're going to the Super Bowl. Mark Bookett. Like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, wait, wait, I don't want to get Sean, a good team Sean, they're coming myself. to Dallas. We're beating them. Sean, beat him in the title game the, in Dallas. Let's go. Can you please mark the tape here? Because when the Cowboys proceed to lose every game for the uh, 15, rest of the season. 15, that's when they're I, I, no, 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 Back no. me up here. We need to have this film ready to roll when something bad the, happens. What? Oh, my God. I mean, that's that's what I guess are for. Are you I forgetting mean, your preseason pick? All right, we're not going there. 
We're, we're staying in the present. Then we're not going back. We're not going to the past. We're not going. My freeze is a pick. My, my oh, Super Bowl. Oh, pick you're not going Eric. to the past yet. You were just willing to bring up last week's game. Typical cowboy to. hypocrisy, right there. I, I, had, heard I it had first, to. ladies and gentlemen. I had to rub it in, man. I had to. You know it. I had to. But see, I love see, how we went from see. being unbiased to like totally biased in one episode. I'm, I am the Skip Bales of football fan. Let's, no, let's go. You, no, 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 please, please don't, please don't. <laughs> oh God! All right, so so Seattle's a great team, fine. But if they come to Dallas, there's no way they're winning. Now, if we lose to New England in the Super Bowl, I won't be so mad. But I really don't think I really don't think it's going to happen. I really okay. think it's going to be hosting Everybody thinking Houston. about my picks are ridiculous. Mark that tape back at the beginning of the season. Mark this right now because I want this as my <laughs> ringtone or something on a loop. <laughs> something <laughs> that when this happens, I could just play ad infinitum and do this to Steven yet again. <laughs> Man. Talk about foot and mouth, very possible. Well, let's, th- let's, th- let's think about what Josh said. They lose every game the rest of the season, so they're going to go I, like one, two, three, no, four. No, 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 no. Six no. game I'm losing saying, streak? I'm saying this in the response to you because you have been nothing for bad luck, but bad luck to teams with your proclamations this season, okay? Not to mention, how many of those games is Joe Buck going to call? Oh, jeez. He's already calling the one on Thursday. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 15 and 1, eh? Mm. <laughs> Someone might have to have their man card taken. But you know what? After that, Thursday night football against Minnesota. Sunday night football against the G-Men. 1 o'clock against the Bucks. Monday night against the Lions. 1 o'clock against the Eagles. No more Joe Buck games after this. So if we lose to Washington, we're all losing again this season. Book it. All right. Let's go. And I can't believe Sean's not backing me up here. Cowboys fans, unite. Let's go. This was a perfectly I, rational conversation. I, I don't, I don't want to do the fifteen and one thing because just I don't want to see them crash and burn badly see, like that. See, Sean, don't think of it as not seeing them crash and burn. Think about it as rationality. Yes, Cowboys fans can be rational too. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying the ride right now. That's, that's all I'm doing. Well, Sean, I'm going to ask you. You're a Cowboys fan. Who, which, which one of our players do you think will win MVP, Zach or Zeke? I think uh, Zeke is. I think you give it to Zeke, especially if he breaks uh, Eric Dickerson's record. That is, oh, if yes. he makes it through the entire season. I mean. There are some whispers about that investigation into. Oh, jeez. Nah, I, I don't. I think they're. That's, I don't want to hear you. They'll do that next season. I think if they do. Um, are we not forgetting a certain bit of a phenomenon that also happens in college too? You do realize that they're going to be taking away potential votes from each other. Say a third party comes and wins out of nowhere, then what? Uh, stop giving us your dreams for what happened in the U.S. election, okay? There's no third party who's going to win the year. <laughs> yes, hey, look, if someone can If anything, the Cowboys offensive line could win. With their tongue in their oh, mouth, yeah, sure. Seven guys going to win the MVP title. Why not? Uh, I'm, I'm all by myself here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all by myself. <laughs> We're going 18-1. and one. We're uh, As you should be at, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm... All we're asking is for some reason, some rationale, okay? I got to give you four words. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. I'll give you two. I'll give you four words. Frat boys, Panama City Beach. 
That's five. That's five. You <laughs> fail. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, hey, hey. All I'm saying is that I know the one thing that can stop Dak. Panama, well, if Dak... Frat Dak is, of Panama City beats, is that... If Dak gets stopped, Zeke's going to never... run through every defense this season like a hot knife through butter. Well, hold on. It, even if Dak goes down, it's not like, you know, Romo's going to be wanting to craft the bed or anything. I mean, well, it's I Tony hope, Romo. He can't help healthy. himself. Emphasis on yes. This goes back to that 13-3 and great offensive line season that they had. They were at home, divisional round of the playoffs. Then the Giants came to town. Yeah, How that, did that turn out? Yeah, I think the only thing that hurt them the is way. that they don't play if they if they don't play a divisional opponent <laughs> again oh, in the playoffs. God. I think they'll be okay. Please, the no chance, more Giants in the playoffs for the love of God. It might happen. We got there could be three NFC's teams in the playoffs. Honestly, uh, well, I'm glad that we spent about 21 minutes talking about one team. But you know. all right, Cowboys 18 and one. More of the football five. Next. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates. Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position? Do you need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception? Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell. And we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean. Check out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com. Dylan, what are Blake Bortles' first half stats? 299 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. He could do better than that. He knows it. Rachel, what's the latest on Big Ben's leg injury? His leg is healing. He should return to the game. The Steelers will need him the rest of the way, so that's a big break for them. Eric, what's the score in Glendale? Cardinals lead the Patriots 42-7. We all saw that coming. Josh, how are Joe Flacco and Cisa coming along? I mean, I hate to say it, but they're looking good. I mean, they had a great game last week, and they're only one game out of first place in the AFC North. Don't count them being there that long. Do you want to hear more of that? Listen to the Football 5 every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the WTM Network. Also, follow us on Twitter, at the Football 5. Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involving your team? Inside the Arena has you covered. Check us out for the latest news around both the Arena Football League and the Chinese Arena Football League. Read all of our stellar articles at InsideTheArena.org. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Inside underscore Arena. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash inside the arena. It's game time, boys, and we know football. Football the Max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the NFL and college football. We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the W2M Network. All right, welcome back. So in week 11, there were 12 missed extra points, an NFL record. 
I think it's because Roger Goodell decided, let's kick 33 extra points. Why? I don't know. But Eric has a more interesting quote-unquote theory about this. Okay. Yes, kickers pretty much have one job. Sometimes they screw it up. Sometimes, even though they are human, they don't act like it. That aside, the reason why Roger Goodell decided to go to the 33-yard extra point, there was a lot of math behind this. The extra points being from the traditional distance of 19 to 20 yards were too automatic. It was just a gimme play. Fans like myself went up, especially pre-red zone, went to the fridge, went to the bathroom, what have you. But by finding that golden range that lowers the percentage of likelihood just by a couple of points, now you're starting to see a bit more strategy. Going on some next-level math, the expected value per play for the extra point is right now approximately 0.94.95 within that range. So now you have to look at it. How often is the two-point conversion successful? Well, even if you make that 50% of the time, your expected value of points per play is a flat-out one. Granted, it's probably settled at about 0.9697, somewhere in that range. But now you're starting to see the strategy. Yes, you're talking about fractions of a point per game, but add that up. Throughout the game, throughout the course of four games, throughout the course of a season, that could potentially mean maybe an extra win or loss somewhere down the road. I applaud the Steelers for using that strategy and starting to go for two, especially in the first quarter and early on. And I think, especially since you're getting more and more retreads of kickers, more and more hyped up kickers like Roberto Aguayo, who... Needless to say, has been so par as a Buccaneer. You're going to start to see this more often. I think while the extra point idea was great, this is going to be tweaked strategically within the next couple of years yet again. (laughs) Here's my thing. I kind of agree with you, but I don't think it's that nefarious. Mainly because I don't trust Roger Goodell to be enough of an independent thinker to take risks. He just heard that it was getting too boring with the NFL and their pick and those those easy points. He knew that Vegas was starting to get these lines dead center because we all have to admit, even though the NFL pretends that they don't condone betting, if they really didn't, there wouldn't be lines published on ESPN.com for each game. Or Jimmy the Greek or FanDuel. So I get your point. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, you want to make the product more exciting. And again, only if the NFL were idiots could they not see the ratings slump that happened earlier this season coming about. And this was one way to, you know, act preemptively against it. Well, I don't even necessarily think they knew that this was coming, especially because of the election. But remember, this has been a rule that was tried out a couple of years ago, and it's been in place even before this election. So, yes, it does add drama, which is what they want. But I also think now 
coaches and teams are starting to going to take a more analytical approach behind this. That's why I say it's not going to be fixed right away. You're going to need better kickers in the interim, but would it surprise you that, say, three, five years down the road, if something like this continues, more and more teams start to go for two, more and more teams begin to abandon the extra point altogether, that the NFL wouldn't want to change the extra point rules based upon that sort of a shift? That's a possibility. I mean, they're always wanting to change stuff, so... And nothing would surprise me at all. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they just take away kickoffs entirely at some point. Just, I think uh, it's just they got what they wanted here. They're creating more drama every time somebody misses an extra point. Look what the Steelers did to themselves. They were uh, chasing their tail the whole game against the Cowboys, trying to make exactly. up those, those uh, two-point conversions the whole time. So, Not you know. to mention, I really want to punch my fantasy kickers in the face sometimes. Which thankfully, I have a much better lineup, and I myself like some teams here that some are rooted for, 10-1 and one in my league. But that's not important. What's important is this. And even going to the kickoffs, they had different things to add and tweak and change kickoffs, touchbacks, etc., etc. I, for one... Throw all that away. Just if you want to add a little bit of drama like that, dig up the XFL and go to the human scramble. And honestly, if some guy can pick up the ball and take it to the house, give him a couple of points to start off. Oh, no. You don't want the human scramble. The guy broke his collarbone the first time they did it. Just no. Well, you had you have people breaking collarbones and breaking their necks anyways. General risk reward factor. I, I remember <laughs> players looking at that and going, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen." Just uh, I, I love the XFL. I love this is coming from somebody that watches wrestling religiously, and I love the XFL. But just that was one of the things I just I could not get on board on. This, that's me personally. I don't know about you guys, but that was just me. I uh, I just when it comes to kicking, I I can understand. Kind of going back to Sean's point, I can understand the need for kickoffs, and I can I I, I love. I don't know if I'm agreeing with Eric or not because I'm a little lost, but I love the new extra point, the 33 yards. I think it's great. I think it's more of a test, and like we all said, it's it's drama. But when it comes to the kickoffs, they've been talking for years about, do we get rid of the kickoff? Do we not get rid of the kickoff and stuff? And I think what really has spearheaded the whole, should we get, like, maybe leaning towards getting rid of the kickoff um, ideal is, and Sean, I'm sure you remember, I mean, not Sean, um, Josh, I'm sure you remember this, Sean Sweezum when he tore his ACL in the um in the Hall of Fame game. Granted, it was the Hall of Fame game, and that turf is absolutely terrible. But, I mean, he still he still tore his ACL on a kickoff. Like, I don't know. I'm in between on the kickoff thing. I would like to see it happen, but I don't want to see a player, especially a kicker, get injured because of it. But when it comes to the extra point, I am... Excuse me. I am... I'm all for it. I'm all for the um, the the 33 yards. 
Yeah, so we're on the same side. Like I say, I love it in I'm seeing the strategy, and I'm just saying, looking at that from an analytical standpoint, being the numbers guy that I am, yes, these things happen. Yes, Sunday was a total aberration, but this kind of adds to things, and I think this could, at least in the intermediate term, create a shift in strategy. Now, going back because... I've brought up Canada in the discussion before, and because my bread blacks are going back to the Grey Cup, holla. How about, <laughs> how about, for especially in certain points of the game, Canada has this rule to where if a team scores, especially after field goal, I believe after touchdowns as well, they can opt to either receive a kickoff or take possession of the ball at their own 35 yard line. Now, granted, the last three minutes of the half, they have to kick off. But when we're on the subject of getting rid of kickoffs, how would anyone feel if the NFL were to adopt a similar version of this rule? Save the 30-yard line. I'm not a fan. I want kickoffs to go the way to the way back they were. I realize why they can't. But that doesn't matter to me when I'm playing Madden. I want to see Carnage, and I want to see some guys try to Devon Hester things. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so I'm not a fan of 33-yard extra point. It ruins a guy. I mean, I agree with Rachel. I agree with, I think Eric said it too. It's drama. You know, Colin Cowher said this on his show last, last week, actually, because obviously he says Monday. says Tuesday. He said it last week. It creates drama. Usually... Team scores a touchdown, you're watching the game. All right, I'm going to go get up and get a beer or something. Kick the extra point, whatever. Now you can't leave your seat because, oh my God, is he going to make it? You're, you're, you're wondering, is he going to make it? It's a, it's a mystery. But think about this. Gary Anderson, before the NFC title game back in 1999 against the Atlanta Falcons, made every kick, every field goal, every extra point. He set, he set a record for most consecutive kicks made. What if Gary Anderson had kicked thirty-three or extra points? That would that would have ruined his rep. That he wouldn't have this amazing record that he has today. So if I, as far as extra points go, put it back at the two-yard line. Why are you gonna make it so damn difficult? As far Steven, as kick, as, as wait, far as kickoffs go, what? Steven, you realize that your argument was the "Make America Great Again" argument of kicking a football. Right first there. of all, first what? of all, first of all, number one. Look at what happened with Gary Anderson's rep that season anyways. Especially he set a record. The NFC. No, but what does everybody remember in the NFC? What does everybody remember? The NFC Championship game. The one kick that he uh. missed cost him a trip to the Super Bowl. Number two, uh, who played for that team along the other sideline, Morton Anderson. He even said himself, he's the only guy in NFL history to miss a 19-yard field goal, which was a traditional extra point distance, and make a 60-yard field goal in his career. So even then, while you're not eliminating it, that's still likely. I even remember in the game, the Jaguars and the Saints several yep, years I remember ago. that game. That yes, game. and look what happened. All of that changed thanks to a missed 19-yard extra point. I say, you got to make them earn it. <laughs> Not to mention the use of the, uh, oh, well, somebody wants to go get a drink. How many times do they take commercials in these games? Like, who cares? Yeah, that, that was about to like, be my next point. 
a couple weeks ago for uh, the Ricardo Report, I was covering the game that ESPNU was broadcasting. Typically, a high school game goes from like 7 to maybe 9.30, 10 at yeah. the most. This game went from 8 to midnight, okay? It was wow. freezing. I was not happy You're about Jeebus. that. Yeah. That's what commercial breaks do to a football game, okay? So I yeah, so back to my point, I say put kicks back to the two yard line. Let's let's not make it so difficult, huh? As far as kickoffs, let's go NFL tour style. If you've played Xbox three sixty, you know what NFL tour is? The best NFL game you'll ever play no, in your life. No, 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 <laughs> no. First of all, it was a wannabe NFL street. And NFL Street is honestly the best NFL game ever made. And I oh, for yes. once am offended. That you have even suggested there is a game that could come to NFL Streets. NFL level. Street is is what anybody could play. NFL Tour is the future of the NFL. They got these smaller stadiums, less, no, less no, cities, no. all this other stuff. I'm and sorry, yes. NFL Blitz. NFL anyway. Tour was third, and thank you, Sean, for validating NFL Street one, NFL Blitz two, NFL Tour third. Steven, you know better. Don't make me go old head on you up in here. It's not even going old head. Steve is just not thinking with his brain. I don't know what he's thinking with, but that was not a brain decision. Well, you guys well, said he's the a towards ACL so. kicking a football. That That's another thing that could prevent injuries. You, you said Sean Sweden towards ACL kicking a football. I've torn my ACL walking across campus, okay? If your ACL is going to snap, and pull a Derrick Rose, it's going to pull a Derrick Rose. No Aren't you what. still kicking whether you're at the 2 or at the 33? I mean, Not to mention a player's a, well, another athlete's collarbone got broken because he was carrying groceries and fell down the stairs. Things uh, happen. <laughs> yeah. McFadden tried, broke his elbow trying to catch his phone or whatever it was. So, you know. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, by myself. You yeah, we'll send Wilson out there for you, so you can have at least a little bit of company. <laughs> <laughs> and home improvement reference. Ah, uh, no, no, cast away. No. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. But that was that's a good one too. Home improvement. That's a good one. Sorry, I hated that <laughs> cast away movie. So. Yes, yes, I love that Tim Allen impersonation. Okay, so I guess that's it then. Move, move extra points back to the two. Let's do throw-offs. Makes more exciting. <laughs> Don't be a sewer loser. It's not good for you. There's more of the all-star football. game. We just throw it through the net instead. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I would not be uh, objected to that idea. I mean. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's more of the football five next. Dylan, what are Blake Bortles' first half stats? 299 yards, two touchdowns, and interceptions. He could do better than that. He knows it. Rachel, what's the latest on Big Ben's leg injury? His leg is healing. He should return to the game. The Steelers will need him the rest of the way, so that's a big break for them. Eric, what's the score in Glendale? Cardinals lead the Patriots 42-7. We all saw that coming. Josh, how are Joe Flacco and Cisa coming along? I mean, I hate to say it, but they're looking good. I mean, they had a great game last week, and they're only one game out of first place in the AFC North. Don't count them being there that long. Do you want to hear more of that? Listen to the Football Five every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the W2 Network. 
Also, follow us on Twitter, at the Football 5 Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involving your team? Inside the Arena has you covered. Check us out for the latest news around both the Arena Football League and the Chinese Arena Football League. Read all of our stellar articles at InsideTheArena.org. Also, follow us on Twitter at Inside underscore Arena. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InsideTheArena. It's game time, boys, and we know football. Football the Max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the NFL and college football. We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the W2M Network. Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position? Do you need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception? Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell, and we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean. Check out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates. Welcome back to the Football Five. Eric Watkins, Joshua Laurie, Rachel McCrigger is back with us today. Sean Gormer, Sean Garmer is joining us today. I'm Steve Winner. So, the, my, wow. Josh, Eric, we covered Miami Sports last year. It's been almost a year since we've covered Miami Sports. We, we remember how the Dolphins were last year. What a disappointment. We were just, hey, hey. Every, every game, we were like, oh my God. That's why. why I was sticking to the Miami Heat, okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now they're, they're, they've won five games in a row. They are one game out of the final seed in the AFC. Rachel, over there. She believes the Dolphins can do it. See, here, here's the thing. I don't see the Dolphins ever upheavaling the New England Patriots. There's, there's no way. There's no way. But looking at their schedule, they're playing the 49ers next, the Ravens, the, the I almost just said the Dolphins, uh, the Cardinals, the Jets, and the Bills, and then lastly, they play the Patriots. Those... Those five games against the Niners, Ravens, Cardinals, Jets, and Bills, they're all winnable. And honestly, we've all been laughing at Ryan Tannehill through his NFL career. For, for good reason, though. But this year, he is playing out of his mind. He, he was the reason that they won against the Los Angeles Rams. And I, I will stick with that. You can argue with me as much as you are, want. Are you sure Jared Goff wasn't the reason why the Rams lost? No, is, Jared Goff that, did pretty. He did. He did pretty good, actually. He not did great. Not great, but decent. He did great. pretty good compared to Case Keenum. Okay. Right. Let's let right. let's not get ahead of ourselves. He still didn't look leaps and bounds ahead of Case Keenum either. I think. I think what. What my thing is, is I can see the Dolphins going to the playoffs in a wild card spot and giving other teams a run for their money. Uh, granted, if, like, say they make the playoffs, 
they win a wild card. Because we all know the Patriots are getting a first round bye. They win a wild card. Unfortunately. Damn it, why can't Brady get hurt again? Just just, just, just one. Something minor. Again. Please? Is that so wrong? I mean, Garoppolo wasn't bad or anything. But at least with Garoppolo, you're like, hey, maybe they could lose. Maybe Belichick lost Satan's phone number for a little while. Maybe Satan (laughs) changed it. I don't know. But it's, it's that possibility. In when it comes to the Dolphins, I noticed two things. Number one, Adam Gase, there was talks of him potentially being some sort of quarterback whisperer because of his career before that. Taking someone like Ryan Tannehill and putting him in this situation where he's had these last few games, yes, that's completely true. But mad respect and a shout-out to Jay Ajayi. I mean, 200 yards in back-to-back games. He's really taken a lot of the pressure off, and he's made the Dolphins more two-dimensional on offense. That, combined with at least now half-decent defense with the Kong Su and that line starting to show up, it, it, it's multifaceted why this is working. And as Rachel mentioned with the schedule, a 4-1 and one finish, really? I can see that happening. Six and one because I counted five games and the Patriots, so it'd be it'd be five it it'd be five and one then is what you're thinking. Well, well, I would probably say more four and two because honestly, between one of those games between the Jets and the Bills, I could see them dropping one. And trust I, me, I have I would a see Jets against the Bills. I see them drop that Ravens game too. No. I don't see that happening. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think AFC, I think AFC East teams have had um, a, a fun fun time. All right. So I'm, I was Rachel 100% here. The Dolphins could definitely get to 60. Just look at their schedule. San Francisco's at, in Miami this week. That's a win. And the rest of their schedule is looking pretty good besides the Bills and the Patriots. They're looking good. So they can just get 60. But there's, this, there's this other two teams that they have to go up against. And I want to make my point before you guys jump over and put me back on my island here. There's Kansas City and there's Denver. Both 7-3, and 5-6 seed. So I went ahead and I looked at both of their schedules. And honestly, the Miami Dolphins could be at the Kansas City Chiefs for that final seed. Because their schedule for the rest of the road, whew, it is tough. At Denver, we don't know what they can do against Denver, but we'll see, we'll see on Sunday. Atlanta, in Atlanta. There it is. The Dark Horse Titans, the Broncos again, and they could possibly use San, San Diego's hot. We know this. Yeah, they're three and seven, three, six and one or so, whatever they are, but they know how to play. Then you look at Denver's schedule, and they have it so easy the rest of the way here. So I'm going to pull it up here. While he's doing that, I'm just going to say right now, uh, because of how I predicted with the Chiefs at the beginning of the season, I'm going to recuse myself from this part of the conversation. I might be joining you on that island. (laughs) Hey, here's my thing. I think that the Dolphins can, not necessarily because of their schedule, but the way they're winning their games, okay? They're winning their games playing playoff football. Their defense is doing what they need to do. Lots of ball control thanks to the run game and Jay, with Jay Ajay. And uh, I'm not going to sing praises of Ryan Tannehill because he is still 
a mediocre at-best quarterback. He is so lucky that Blake Bortles is in his state. Otherwise, he would be the worst quarterback in that state. Oh, Christ. You really have to remind me? Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) This is payback for David Gerard, okay? Never forget. If Never they would fix, if they would fix his throwing motion, that wouldn't be a, that much of a problem. So we look at, so we look at Kansas City's schedule. Now we get Denver's schedule. They host Kansas City, at Jacksonville, at Tennessee. They host New England. That that could be an easy win for Denver because no, Tom, Tom Brady does not do well in in Denver. Okay, at, so, at uh, Kansas City, stop being delusional. At Kansas get out City, of here with and that, against with Darius. Oh, come on now. Oh, oh here's so, the jet ski. Yeah, so much for me being on that island with you. Bye. <laughs> so you yeah, think the Chiefs will be at a? So you, Steve, you think Steven, the Chiefs without with their schedule? You think the Chiefs will beat up the Dolphins for the final seed? No. It's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That the, the Broncos have an easier schedule than Kansas City, so I think Denver will get to five. Miami gets the six, and the Chiefs are out of the playoffs. But, 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 okay, one major asterisk. Did you really sit here right now, as I am hearing you live, and say that hosting the Patriots is an easy win for the Denver Broncos? You hey, better hey, work that tape. Tom too. Brady yeah. is 2-8 and eight in Denver. What are you talking about? Look, look can, we, can we talk about how... Steven is just being the delusional Cowboys oh, no, fan. No, 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 no. I'll bring up, I'll bring up uh, numbers here. Numbers. Yeah, you're putting up numbers, Denver. but, uh, you know, two the, the Broncos eight. also you're, have you're, Trevor Simeon at quarterback. I mean, yes, they, also, they also have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. You're, Come on. That doesn't matter. Vaughn Miller. Simeon. You oh, can't I, just, oh, I'm sorry. You just, just because that worked with Tim Tebow, that is not working with Trevor Simeon, okay? Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? You might actually be right about being the Stephen A. Smith, uh, the Skip Bayless of Skip this Bayless. Thing. Okay, because the way you're going on, it's like unleash, <laughs> unleash, unleash Tebow, okay? This is the most ridiculous thing since I heard is... that. Okay, Rachel. You're being preposterous. You, you, Ray, Rachel, this is your segment. You came up with the idea to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Do you yes. agree with me that the Dolphins could beat out Kansas City for that final wild card spot? Looking at their schedules. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh no! no. Oh, okay, Dude, if we're only taking Eddie. schedules into account, <laughs> yes. But you got to look at you got to look at teams, man. You got to look at, like here's, I trust the, the Chiefs way more than the Dolphins. Not Just their saying. schedule. Not not, 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 not their, their schedule. schedule, but it, it's not like the Chiefs and Broncos aren't a divisional opponent. Too. Here's the thing, too, and and I know this because I have slammed slammed my fists against the wall multiple times doing picks with my college friends and being utterly disappointed because this NFL season is literally just one giant crazy like one clusterfuck it's okay yes it is and I'm pretty sure the NFL is on drugs this season who knows but with these games we're looking at these too like oh yeah these are these are easy games well yeah and we also thought the Steelers it would be easy for them to beat the Dolphins and it didn't happen. So it's it's kind of an I, I would I would like to see Miami make the wild card spot. I think they can do it. But oh. the Chiefs are right on their heel. And I can also see the Chiefs making a wild card spot. It is a big question mark. I think the I think I think if we're gonna cement anything, it's going to be those two teams that are going to be fighting for the wild card spot. 
in, in this kind of answers my question. If it were down to those three teams, Rachel, would you at least open the door to saying that the Broncos could be the odd one out? Um, I, I, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think it's between those three teams because right now it's looking like um, Oakland's going to win the division. But like we said, football this entire season is a cluster you-know-what. So it, 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 Rachel, remember how the, the uh, Godel preaches about this thing called parody? This is what parody looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, considering what's happening in college football, I'd rather take this kind of parody than just wanting to throw things and smash my television in. So there, there's ups and downs. There's ups and downs. So so you heard it here first from the Skip Bales from Football 5. The Miami Dolphins are going to win the sixth seed, and Kansas City Chiefs will miss the playoffs. Just like the Jets did last year when they went up against the Steelers. And it was the oh, battle between those no, two no, teams. No, no, Okay, no. What happened was Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic turned back into Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what happened. Yeah, and if Chiefs miss the playoffs, that could be a destination right there for Tony Romo. Just saying. Uh, mm, mm. No. Yeah. No. Yes, Andy. No. Listen. Yeah. Listen. No. listen. Romo. Romo. Yeah, hold on. Listen. No. If they don't make the playoffs, the Alex Smith experiment is over. All they need is somebody like Romo that, that is actually a a quarterback that can put you over the top, and that's a different team. And, or, or a quarterback who can throw up more than five yards down. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If they don't make the playoffs, that shows that Alex Smith is – you're only going to get so far with the guy. You need to Okay, but else. would you honestly not think that there would be – Better destinations for Romo, especially with all this going on. Mm. Yeah, it, I can it, think of one. It's also in Texas. It's the better Houston than the freaking Jets. Oh, come on, Sean. Anything's <laughs> better than the Jets. Because uh, no, I, the if Jets. Houston makes the playoffs, <laughs> unless they just crap out terribly in that game, I don't think they're going to do that with Osweiler. They paid him too much money. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't guarantee anything. This is still Houston we're talking about, and we've all seen the potential dumpster fire that is the AFC South. Not and saying speak, that I'm and, speaking from experience or anything. I'll hold that thought, Eric. Speaking of the AFC South, we discussed the who wins the AFC South on the Football Five. Next! Dylan, what are Blake Bortles' first half stats? 299 yards, two touchdowns, and interceptions. He could do better than that. He knows it. Rachel, what's the latest on Big Ben's leg injury? His leg is healing. He should return to the game. The Steelers will need him the rest of the way, so that's a big break for them. Eric, what's the score in Glendale? Cardinals lead the Patriots 42-7. We all saw that coming. Josh, how are Joe Flacco and Cesar coming along? I mean, I hate to say it, but they're looking good. I mean, they had a great game last week, and they're only one game out of first place in the AFC North. Don't count them being there that long. Do you want to hear more of that? Listen to the Football Five every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the W2 Network. Also, follow us on Twitter, at the Football Five. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, look up McCrigger Photography on Facebook. That's M-C-K-R-I-G-E-R Photography. We specialize in 
senior pictures, portraits, wedding photos, engagement photos, and family photos. Contact us for rates and dates. It's game time, boys, and we know football. Football the Max is the podcast for you if you want in-depth analysis over the NFL and college football. We preview all the action coming your way over the weekend. And we break down all the big action after it's happened. Plus, we tackle all the big news topics and discuss everything when it comes to the gridiron. So come check out Football to the Max every Tuesday morning and Friday morning on the W2M Network. Are you an arena football fan looking for the latest news involving your team? Inside the Arena has you covered. Check us out for the latest news around both the Arena Football League and the Chinese Arena Football League. Read all of our stellar articles at InsideTheArena.org. Also, follow us on Twitter at Inside underscore Arena. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InsideTheArena. Would Flex Seal be a better option at your flex position? Do you need a sham wow to clean up the mess you make after your quarterback throws another interception? Then we have the solution for you. I'm Randy Isbell. And I'm Mike Mitchell. And we're here to clean up your fantasy mess with more power than OxyClean. Check out the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast every Monday and Thursday at W2Mnet.com. All right, welcome back. So... The AFC South, as Eric said, is a dumpster fire. But even Ooh. this year, Ooh. besides Jacksonville, of course, it's, it's pretty damn good. Josh, it, it, I, Josh, I wouldn't Josh call Hats. it good. It's just like it, it's parody. This is what it's parody entertaining. Means. It means everybody's about the same. Yeah, I. You know what I call it? A reason for me to get drunk. <laughs> that it. it, it, it there are, sometimes there are moments in life where there just are no words. Like, how are the Titans still in the in the playoff race? The Titans don't really have a team. Okay, th- this is what happens with Whoa. the Jacksonville curse, all right? We <laughs> are crap. I'm be one of the first ones to say that. Yet whenever someone leaves and go to another team, the cosmos aligns, the planets get into their rotational shift and axes and all of this other stuff, and they magically wind up with the ringer close to it. Case in point, latest example, Mike Malarkey. The biggest story here was the brand new jerseys and Blaine Gabbert was supposed to be the next big thing and the whole issue of his son being a drug addict and a weight trainer and after a 2-14 and season, he was fired. He goes to Tennessee and I'm thinking, well, he was a terrible coach anyway. Let him try to go to a team in the division. And now look at what's happening. I'm telling you, it's real, folks. Tennessee has a bad team? That, what? Tell me, tell me three players who you would be willing to trade any of your starters on your Cowboys squad for on that team, right? I'm, now. We're, not, we're not comparing my t- Titans to my Cowboys. No, 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 they're, but, no, 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 nothing. The Titans are a bad okay, team. Is there, they're the, is they're there the anybody, second dark horse in the NFL right now behind the anybody, Giants. Is there anybody on the Cincinnati Bengals who you would trade for the, the anybody Bengals, the, on the Tennessee Titans? The Bengals are done for. Bengals done for, but to tell you, tennis, Marcus Mariota is showing us what he's made of. Are you going to trade and Marcus Mariota? DeMarco Murray. Are, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyson I want DeMarco winner. Murray more than Jeremy Hill or Giovanni Bernard right now. Exactly. Okay. DeMarco okay. Murray and, and that's Heisman, why I said, Nate, running back, three, winner. 
Give me Derek three Henry. players. Give me three oh, players. Oh, yeah, Derek Henry, D- Derek Henry and, and DeMarco Murray and uh, DeMarco Delaney. DeMarco Murray showing us what he's made of. And Delaney Wolf, okay. great so, tight end. So are you telling me you're taking – Marcus Mariota over, over that boy who they've got day. starting for the Bengals. Any day. Are you no, out no. of your mind? No, 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 no. Keep in mind. Are you out of your Derek, mind? Derrick Henry, yes, he's having a good season. This is short term. We know what's happened in the last few years to Alabama running backs, especially if they win the Heisman. There's too much wear on his tires. You're not going to see it now, but you're going to start seeing it down the line. And also, Marcus Mariota, he's not entirely showing us what he's made of. You have any idea the ceiling that he has in a Mike Malarkey system compared to the potential ceiling he has in a Chip Kelly system? Dear sweet baby McJeebus. Oh, but Chip Kelly doesn't coach for the Bengals. No, he doesn't coach the for the Bengals, but I was saying he coaches the fact, a one and nine Forty Niners team. But, oh. I, but I stand by my original <laughs> point. Marcus Mariota, he would have his optimal chance of success in the NFL, and I said this even when Chip Kelly was with the Eagles. If he was with Chip Kelly in his system, because he's about the only quarterback who can run it. We see what's happening in the further regression of Colin Kaepernick. The fact that he's doing this well in a typical traditional offense is something of himself, but his ceiling is still pretty low. He's showing you what he's made of now, but guess what? You're just gathering more and more film. And again, I still don't trust Mike Malarkey, period. Uh, uh, I wonder if Kaepernick would actually be decent if the 49ers had a team around them. But that, you know, they have like nobody. Marcus Mariota leads the league in red zone touchdown passes. Thank you very much. But this this is not the point to make fun of the Titans and whatnot. The question was here, who wins the AFC South? Josh, you go first. It's the Texans. None of these teams are perfect. But at least the Texans have something that you know they do very good, which is defense. Brock Osweiler, as an experiment, at least in the first year, has been has has left much to be desired. I feel like everybody can agree that's a fair assessment of this season. Their offense is still a work in progress, but their defense has held up fantastically without their best player and arguably the best defensive player in the NFL, in J.J. Watt. I mean, when you look at it, what can you say that the Colts do well or that the, or that the Titans do well? I, I can't think of anything. At least with the Texans, you know what they're doing. Well, the Titans run the ball pretty well. I can tell you that. And again, they lead the league in red zone touchdown passes. Come on. Whoop the whoop the <laughs> freaking do, okay? There is you nowadays you can find a stat that every team leads the NFL with, okay? okay I can okay. tell you for a fact that the Cincinnati, that the Cleveland Browns lead the NFL in quarterback started and in RG3. That's in not an impressive stat. No, Throw no, that in my no, face. RG3 inspirational <laughs> locker room quotes, okay? That is not an Are those of any consequence to their face. NFL team? No. Like, all right, all right, okay. So so let's, let's see what we just did for the Dolphins, okay? Let's do this. So right. the Texans play the Chargers, the Packers, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Bengals, and the Titans. The Titans play 
The Titans play the Bears, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and the Texans. I don't like that schedule. Uh, and the Colts play the Steelers, Jets, Texans, Vikings, Raiders, and Jaguars. Wow. Ugh. It's looking Tex- good for it's looking good for Indy, but Texans have a complete team. Indy doesn't really have that team. It, Indy is too inconsistent for even them having the easier schedule. For and now, yeah, and, and Lux now now Lux in the protocol. I think I'm I'm with Josh here. Houston wins the South, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, remember how last year with the whole nine and seven debacle that led Brock Osweiler to Houston in the first place. It wasn't You're, that nine and seven debacle. It was a concussed Brian Hoyer playing quarterback in an NFL playoff game. Yeah, yeah, but think about it. You're going to see the same thing minus the concussed quarterback in a playoff game. Although you never know, Brock Osweiler, he's a big dude, one hit, whatever. But you basically you see my point. It's one of those situations where Houston kind of wins by default. I, I, I Indy, they have no offensive line. That just destroys everything. Their defense is mediocre. Tennessee, I don't trust Mike Malarkey, period. And, well, yeah, there's another team in a city that I happen to live in, but I'm not going to talk about them. Good morning (laughs) football already did that for me. Well, I mean, I I still don't want to play the Broncos and Chiefs if I'm the Titans, but that's just me. Even though the Titans have a chance at, Whatever they did against the Colts where they didn't win, they have their best chance this week of actually winning of all the three teams. Especially since the Colts have to play Scott Tolson at quarterback. Tolzien, yeah. To- what? what? Tolzien, sorry. Who is Scott Tolzien <laughs> and what is this man masquerading as an NFL quarterback doing? He played at Wisconsin and... He he, uh, he led the Packers to a 26-3 deficit. He led them back from a 26-3 deficit of my Dallas Cowboys back in like 2011. Disgusting game by my Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Yeah, but Matt Disgusting. Flynn said the single-game passing record for yardage for the Packers, and look what happened to him. So that's not much to go off of. Yeah. You, you guys are only proving my point that, that I, I'm right to not know this man's name. <laughs> so, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, who do you think wins the AFC South? You guys have given me a reason to drink tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I love you guys, but holy crap. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Rachel, that, that is the line I if hear. If she says Tennessee, I'm, we're going into debacle here. If she says okay. Tennessee, we're going into debacle. Well, guess what? We're going into a debacle. Hold. Oh, my God. Throw the notes away. That's it. Hold the phone. What? what you think Tennessee is going to win the South? You think Tennessee is going to win a game? No, I just did that to make Steven mad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you see, I had a very funny island and bikini joke, but you just ruined the moment. Thank you so much. You know what? That might be for the best. That might be for the best. <laughs> it's a tame go. one, I think. All right, let's hear it. I'm going to go with the Colts. I don't, I don't think, I mean, granted, who knows how severe this concussion is. And everything. I don't see them winning against the Steelers. Uh, shout out to my friend at college, Jeff. He's a giant Colts fan. Sorry, dude, but um, hopefully we'll hand it to you this week. And then I can point and laugh at you when I get back from break. But 
and and this is for Jeff. If, if we lose, you have every right to point and laugh at me. Oh, uh, so I do hope, I. I hope he's not. No, laughing. you don't, Eric. No, you, you don't. You're you lo- a Colts fan. You missed your week, okay? You missed your week to point and laugh. Yeah, I gotta give it to Josh. Hey, if I had to follow certain rules of what I do in bars that only happen the week of my birthday, it's a one-time deal. Sorry, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> I when it comes to picking the Colts, I just I look at the Texans, and I I, I just can't I just can't I'm I'm not a. I'm not a fan of Brock Osweiler. I'm not a fan of... I am not a fan of anyone on that team but J.J. Watt. And, well, J.J. Watt isn't there. So, yeah. it's it's hard for me to pick them. God, just stick a fork in the Titans. And I'm so sorry, Eric, but what are the Jaguars even doing? At, yeah, least, at least they did win a, win a game, though. Hey, no, no, no need to apologize. I even I can only get so mad when I mention Good Morning Football, and I saw them in the fact that oh, we're close to Georgia, and we get free peaches and limp biscuit and all this and that. The, on, <laughs> wait, the only wait, thing wait, I can wait. the only thing I can say is, look here, dude. I live here and I cover sports. I can bad mouth and talk smack about my team. You can't like that, and I want to punch you. But again, that's another rant for another day. Wait, wait, wait. Was <laughs> was uh, Limp Biscuit in the pl- pl- co- pros or cons side of that equation? Pros. <laughs> yeah. Lord, I, weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> JJ Watt is available, but the Texans have officially shut him down for the season. So, yeah. How that goes for them trying to win the AFC South. I still think they can do it, though. They still have a good team. But I agree with Rachel. Brock doesn't deserve $72 million over four years. But he's he's done okay for for what he's done for in Houston. Okay. So we've come to the end of the show. Great show, by the way. I had a lot of fun. And it's good to have Rachel back with us today. So it is now time to do as we do every as we do every week. It's time to do our picks. And before we do our picks, by the way, let us be the first to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And go Cowboys. So I'll let Eric go first. Blowout of the week, close game of the week, upset of the week. Okay, yeah. Remember this whole schedule being weird thing? Um, yeah. Well, I have to say, Thanksgiving for everyone. Have a happy one. Don't let your family drive you too crazy. And please, the NFL's given us a great schedule. Do not succumb to the trip to fan. Give them a little respect. Thank you very much. Now, the reason why I point out Thanksgiving, there's one game that I see that's pretty obvious in There's another game that I see that I'm going to have to change my pick simply, well, not entirely simply, but because of tonight's events. Steelers-Colts, while I get why that should be the nightcap, uh, a lot of people are probably going to be asleep by then, and that's for good reason. I think even with the loss to the Cowboys aside, even with all of their issues... Andrew Luck is the only quarterback in the NFL that's been sacked at least twice in every single game this season, 
And now that James Harrison, of all people, has returned to his old form, he is going to just carve up and... Okay, I'm not going to make another turkey joke, but you get what I mean. Huh. That That's going to be my blowout. Pittsburgh is just going to run, throw, do whatever they can over the Colts. That one's not going to be cool. <clears throat> as far as upsets, you know... Seeing the schedule, I do feel more justified. And the fact that I would get the opportunity to rub it in one particular face in about seven days' time, I think with everything going on, and I think with the current momentum, I think the Redskins could, prime time, close enough, on Turkey Day, I think they can go to Dallas and beat the Cowboys. This game has been prominent on Thanksgiving for a reason. Things convalesce. And honestly, I think it would also be very good and beneficial to happen now just to see how Dak Prescott bounces back from adversity. I think that can happen. As far as my close game of the week, you know what? Another old rivalry back in the day? I am not overwhelmed by the Giants. I know they're 7-3. and three. I know Eli and Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard are starting to make a little magic, but there's something about them that I can't quite completely buy. And I think the Browns, if anything... They've shown that when they can put something together against a deceptive team, they can make it interesting. While I do think the Browns will come out of the week 0-12, I think the Giants, if anybody, could be scary. All right, so we'll let Rachel go next, so she's got to go. Um, for, my, for my upset game of the week, I could see... Tampa Bay upsetting Seattle Sunday uh, 4 o'clock kickoff. Um, I just... Seattle, uh, hold I, on. Who the hell is pressing buttons? <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. It's like going on and on and on. For... Uh, yeah. Chinese okay, ahead, water torture. Uh, okay, uh, so Sorry. Tampa Bay, yeah, upsetting Seattle. I think Seattle's been a little too inconsistent. For the absolute butt-whooping game of the week, I think Miami is going to hand it to the San Francisco 49ers, which is tough for me to say because I do enjoy Colin Kaepernick. I like Colin Kaepernick. I hate Chip Kelly, though, so there's that. So... For my close game of the week, I'm going to pick Green Bay and Philadelphia, but I don't think it's going to be a good close game. I think it's going to be an incredibly boring close game. Hopefully I'm wrong. I need good football on Monday night. Thank you guys for having me back. It was a pleasure, and I will see you all soon. Don't be a stranger. We miss you. Rachel will be back with us about mid-December. Maybe before Christmas, I can guarantee that. All right, Josh, your turn. Okay. Well, for my blowout of the week, 
I'm going to look at this matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots hate the Jets. Nothing gives Bill Belichick the pleasure that beating down on the Jets organization does. I mean, even to his half hour as the head coach of the New York Jets, he has loved nothing but torturing the squad, and he and Tom Brady are going to pour it on them this week. As for my close game of the week, it is the game that is your memorial, make it a a terrific Lady Day weekend game. We've got the Tennessee Titans playing the Chicago Bears. Neither team is going anywhere. There's going to be lots of running. The Titans are going to win, but not by much because they're not really good at scoring unless they're in the red zone. And the Bears have just given up on Jay Cutler for like maybe the hundredth time. And for my upset of the season, I've got the lowly Jaguars pulling off uh, the upset of Bill's Mafia purely because there is like one game a season where Rex Ryan just coaches himself into circles, and next thing he knows, he's down by two touchdowns. And we haven't had one of those in a while. Seems like we're a little overdue. Uh, uh, um. Wow. Um, uh. uh okay, okay. John, you want to you go ahead and make some picks yeah. here? Yeah, for Eric has a seizure on air here. Uh, poor guy. Um, I I think uh, certainly the close game of the week, there's going to be plenty of them, uh, I think. And uh, one that we can pencil in, that Sunday night matchup has the potential to be one of these, like, really defensive, like, 13 to 10 games. And it's close because it's the Chiefs and Broncos. There's always, like, turnovers in these games. It's always close. It's in Mohai. You know uh, that that one's not going to be a blowout on either end. Uh, the upset of the week, I'm sorry, Josh, but I'm going to have to go the other way. <laughs> I think the Bills in Buffalo, they're going to just totally torch the Jaguars. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, dude, is just going to go nuts. And uh, Tyrod Taylor as well. And, How's that uh, an upset then? An upset? Ah, uh, shoot. I, I think, uh, honestly, I hate doing these things. Um, you know, the the Panthers going in and playing the Raiders with the Raiders being at home, the Panthers are an interesting team. Uh, they're playing much better now than they were earlier in the season. Uh, I think you could you could see the Raiders take an L here. Wow. I mean, I can, I could see I could see that happening, but I just yeah. think that the Raiders. I think the Raiders are too good for the Carolina this year, and I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Oakland pulls up the win. Josh, you are the. I said some bad things today, but the Jaguars winning in Buffalo. Takes the, but that, that's the that's gotta be the ice cream on the game. Once again, I have the words. There is one Why? game a season where Rex Ryan gets a little too cute for himself as a coach, makes a couple bad decisions, and the next thing you know, they're down two touchdowns, and there's nothing they can do 
and I feel like we are overdue for one of those Rex Ryan games. Not but against the Jaguars. Jaguars, they could still <laughs> screw things up. What is wrong with you? Why Again, are this, is precisely, right <laughs> this is precisely the team that they would take lightly enough to do this against. Okay. Before we jump Josh. <laughs> My turn. What a, what a better way to start off probably the second, maybe third best holiday of the year. Maybe fourth. Then going to close game. The Lions and Vikings are tied for the NFC North. The winner of this game is going to win the NFC North. I see Detroit pulling it out, pulling off the season sweep because Sam Bradford is the Vikings quarterback. But it's going to be a hell of a game. Maybe another overtime game. Who knows? It's going to be a great game to kick off week 12, kick off your Thanksgiving. Blowout? I'm with Sean. The Bills are going to declaw the Jet. The Jaguars? Come on, Josh. Jesus. The, the Bills are hot. They're not a playoff team, but they're hot. And the Jaguars are going down. Hard. Hard. Upset of the week. Wow, this is a tough one. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. You know what? What the hell? Monday night. Green Bay's lost four in a row. Carson Wentz, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's having a little... He's having his rookie struggles. I hate to say it, but Green Bay's going to win in Philly on Monday night. They're going to end the four-game losing streak. All right. For Josh Laurie, Eric Watkins, Rachel McCurker, thank you for joining us. We'll have you back before Christmas. Sean Garmer, thanks for joining us today. I'm Stephen Herr. Enjoy week 12. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week for more Hot Topics. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.